Hello and welcome to the Digital Solicitor Podcast with me, Christina Grasco. Today, I'm delighted to welcome John Espley, CEO of Leap UK. Prior to becoming CEO, John was Director of Sales for UK and Europe, a role which saw him drive significant user growth and revenue, more than doubling the number of users within three and a half years. He is passionate about sharing how Leap can help transform law firms, having championed Leap in both the UK and Ireland. Thank you for being here today, John, and it would be good if we could start by you telling us something about your own journey at Leap. Sure. Thanks, Christina, and thanks for the invitation to attend today. So I've been at Leap in the UK for the last eight years. I originally started on the sales side. I then moved across to the operational side and and was operations manager for Leap in the UK, where we were seeing a, a very sharp intake of the number of firms that we were onboarding on a very regular basis due to the popularity of Leap and when it was first launched. I then moved across to the sales side and became director of sales, where I was for three years. And again, uh, Leap grew exponentially during that period. I think such was the demand for cloud platforms and obviously the feature-rich solution that Leap is. We, we really saw a very, very busy period during that time. I then moved across to the CEO role, which I've now been in for the last two and a half years and enjoying every day. You've seen a lot of change even before the extraordinary events of the last year. And we've had another tremendous period of change because of it in the legal profession. A key lesson from the last 12 months undoubtedly is the need to be a digital business, which is exactly what Leap has always advocated. And as they move to being fully digital, I wonder what should law firms consider when choosing a legal software and a supplier to work with? Sure. I think the the number one advice I can give on that side, trying to be as impartial as I can, is just always consider product. Product, product, product is is the key thing that any client should be looking at when they're considering a practice management software solution. You know, there is a lot of noise out in the marketplace. There's a lot of uh, marketing messaging going on. But I think at the end of the day, it's the product that you're going to use on a, on a daily basis, your staff are going to use, and it's the efficiencies that provides. So really kind of focusing in on what that product will provide to your practice, what value it will add, you know, how your staff will use it is the key first determinant, I would suggest, on any purchasing decision or evaluation of the market. I would then say innovation. You must make sure that the technology provider that you're looking to partner with has a track record for innovation, not just in what they're promising in the future, what they've done in the past, what the current situation is, and of course, where it may go in the future. So I think they need to be able to prove that they've got a a track record of providing feature-rich software and feature-rich solutions, which isn't just a case of purchasing a product and then having to pay for an expensive upgrade in three or four or five years' time. So ongoing innovation, I think, is another key component of any decision that a, a firm is looking to take. Of course, support, resources, and making sure that your staff have the access to the knowledge to make sure they're using the software properly and effectively is, of course, very, very important. And evaluating that is also a very, very vital part of any of those decisions. I think these days with consumer habits changing, very much it is a case of when a client accesses a support service, they don't want to be waiting on the phone for 30 minutes just to hear that their ticket's been logged. They want to be able to access resource straight away. So I think making sure that that's in place is also very important, as well as the resources and the support to make sure your users are continually using the software and getting the best out of their investment. 
I think also that the experience of the supplier matters, doesn't it? How long they've been in the market, how wide the spread is, you know, the different types of firms that a supplier is used to working with. I think that's a key thing that's often overlooked. And Leap does have a very widespread of practices from one person through to the classic SME and, and across ABS and really everything going. So that experience, I think, is key. Yeah, no, look, I completely agree. I think, again, that's part of the evaluation process that any firm needs to undertake. I think key things that, you know, you need to make sure uh, you're aware of is obviously the longevity of the business, their portfolio and their client and user base sizes is obviously very important to that mix. So if obviously a, a business has a, has a significant user base, you know, they're going to have the right feedback, they're going to have the right client information coming back to them to make good decisions on development. So all of those things contribute. I think at Leap, we have software and support, which can really look after a firm in its infancy as a startup business. And we deal with many startup businesses through to a, a multidisciplined, multi-branch law firm practicing in legal aid and, and private law. So we really can cater for many different areas of law and, and, and many different styles of law firm. But consistently and correctly, there's one clear focus, isn't there? Leap's clear mission is to enable law firms to make more money, because if you don't make more money, you don't survive. Why do you believe that law firms need good tech, though, to make this happen? This is a question that comes up very, very regularly. Why should a lawyer invest in, in technology? And I think that the simple answer is lawyers want to focus on the lawyering at the end of the day. And I think the technology side is really there to provide the, the support to enable them to do that. So any law firm looking to make sure that they keep their client service levels up high, technology is fundamental to that process. So I think you can look at that from a client communication perspective, where a client, when they're interacting with a firm these days, they don't expect just to have to pick up the phone. They, they want to be able to access that information online quickly. They also expect their lawyer to be able to respond to queries you know, at any time of the day quickly and efficiently, you know, and technology really has the answers to enable law firms to meet that demand. So really, I think just going back to my initial comment, it really is to um, enable lawyers to concentrate on what they're good on. How much have you seen a shift in the last 12 months to an acceptance that not only is it a good way, but actually fundamentally, it's become the only way in certain circumstances? And things like web portals, online communication, in fact, has pushed forward good client service by saying to the client, here it is, actually, we can communicate really well online in a way that we perhaps couldn't before. Yeah, I think there's probably two pieces to that, Christina. I think, you know, essentially, you know, the, these solutions have been available for a little while. But of course, the speed of change over the last 12 months has really kind of almost gone on a vertical trajectory. So that's really, really pushed things through. But I think it's actually the consumer side that's changed. Every consumer now is aware of Zoom teams. They're aware of interacting online and they've got used to that model of not having to go in or not being able to go into an office to interact with their lawyer. So, so really the, the, the times have forced that change. And I think now that the reality for law firms is it's you know, absolutely fundamental that they adopt the right technology to support that trend. I, I don't see it going back. Of course, there's still going to be meetings held at offices, and that's obviously already beginning to pick up as we come out of restrictions. But I, I think the reliance on the, the face-to-face meeting is something which is going to be uh, less and less of a trend. We've got so used, haven't we now, to buying both goods and services digitally that actually this has proved that you can do the same with law services as well if the firm has the right digital backbone. 
Legal's not always necessarily been at the pioneering end of adoption of technology. It's sometimes been a, a little bit behind other industries. But I think, you know, the trends are the same. You know, consumers have the same habits. Consumers pick, you know, services based on online presence. They expect to be able to be dealt with in certain ways. They expect the speed of service to be there and they expect the information to all be in one place. Those trends don't change just because it's a legal service that you're consuming. You know, they're very, very much a kind of homogenous thing across the piece really so so yeah and I think obviously the last 12 months has really driven that change and you know from a technology provider perspective you know we're seeing the demand just increase what we're also seeing is the adoption of you know all, all elements of the software increasing as well so for example things like electronic bundling document sharing via the platform law connects that we we have integrated within leap you know we've seen all of those elements of our solution and our offerings really really increase in their usage and, and that's been driven by consumer trends without question within that is the other piece price and value because they are always key determinants when a firm is evaluating technology so what would you say is the most important for law firms in that equation that's a good question both have a part to play of course but I think uh, depending on the life cycle and the stage that the law firm's at, you know, often a firm will, when they're first starting out, will think price is the most important thing. Obviously, they've got no clients in. They've not necessarily got any revenue. So they just want to get up and running and get going as quickly as they can with as little cost as possible. And I think sometimes, you know, that is actually a mistake. You know, the reality is that we regularly transfer clients across from solutions which they've chosen on the basis of price and that's often meant that you know they, they're going through a more disruptive phase of having to transition their data across obviously they've had to go back out to market to choose a software solution that really kind of helps them make their firm more efficient you know so i, I think value is always the key thing isn't it on any decision that's made especially on technology evaluating the value that it's actually going to give to your business in the long term and not making a short-term decision you know ultimately when you're considering a technology purchase not just a practice management purchase they're they're complex things and making sure that you've got the kind of long term in mind is, is absolutely key and fundamental and the average life cycle of a lead client, for example, is is around 13 to 14 years. So, you know, we know that. So I think, again, value has to be the key, the, the key factor, right? Value is the most important thing. You, you can go down the route of spending less, but the value that you get for your business in the long term and the, the detrimental effect that having that choice, taking the wrong choice is going to be more costly to your business than the um, something which which is more of a premium price. When you start up, what you can see is just what's in front of you. As you rightly say, you haven't got any clients, your doors are just opened and you probably can't quite evaluate what the future is going to look at. So is there also some value to be had in trusting that piece of the puzzle to the supplier that you choose as well? Because, you know, we said a minute ago, Leap has a lot of experience, has seen a lot of firms grow from startup to a very flourishing state. And so maybe part of the job of the supplier is to be able to envisage and cover whatever your future may look like yeah no i agree i think again the longevity piece is is vital right so you know i mentioned that the life cycle of elite clients is around 13 14 years you know that's a long time you know i think if you also look at the facts of what happens within that period you know there could be a, a boom as we're having with property and the stamp duty holiday which is obviously pushing that through and of course there, there could be a, a tougher economic times ahead but it, either way you need to make sure you're with a technology partner that can support that journey and make sure that you will be 
being as efficient as you can at every stage of that journey. And you also have the features, the functionality, the integration partners to support your business growing. You know, we, we know, for example, that firms who invest in Leap grow because, you know, that the size of firms that we take on point of when they first purchase actually increases as they go through their journey. So we, we know that for a fact from a uh, Leap customer perspective. But, you know, ultimately, it really does come down to, you know, making sure you have a technology partner that, that can provide you with, you know, the options uh, and the certainty that you need to, to grow your business uh, in the future a technology partner who can grow with you as you change. Sometimes firms either change their main focus of practice or they add new disciplines and a supplier needs to be able to meet you on that at every point, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, again, I think some of these things also come down to integrations as well. So taking that example, Christina, you know, we we often have firms who decide that they want to take on a different area of law. They think they want to diversify. They've seen, for example, that families taking off in that area. And we make sure that we're partnered with the right partners to facilitate that. So, for example, we, we have um, a relationship with file lawyers, which obviously provides legal content and, and enables firms to go off and consider different areas of law than perhaps they've traditionally practiced in that provides guidance, provides the support that they need to go off and work in that area. So prime example of making sure that the partner you you pick has those uh, relationships and has um, the future in mind for you. And talking about that future, we are moving towards a reintegration of work and business. There is a new normal. The question on everybody's mind is what does that look like for a digital law firm? Big question, big question. No, I think the reality is, again, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, the consumer expectation and the consumer trend is really pushing this. You know, and I now think that consumers expect to be kind of interacted with, especially on a legal matter, where there is so much documentation and there is so much information, they they expect that um, interaction to be quick, efficient, visible and transparent. So really, you know, if you're not operating in a digital fashion, you you really are going to get left behind. I don't don't think there's any question to that. I think that was probably the case two years ago, but I think it's absolutely fundamental to any business at the moment if, if they're not operating in a digital fashion and giving their clients access to things like their documentation, their financial statuses of a case, all all that data and detail digitally, then, you know, they really are going to fall behind. So the the game's changed, no question. The game's changed. And I think the nature of competition is changing as well, isn't it? Because as more firms have embraced digital, they've understood that that means that they can embrace a national client base, doesn't it? And that's another massive piece of this. Yeah, look, I agree. I, I mean, I think traditionally, you know, having the local solicitor on a high street, you know, I, st- I still think that's important. And I still think as time goes on, many consumers will still want to be able to go and pop into their high street lawyer, talk to them and, and get advice. But, you know, the reality is it does really open up a, a much wider marketplace for, for every lawyer so that they no longer need to be restricted. And we're all, already seeing those trends. And I think, again, if you've got the right technology to be able to go and serve clients digitally in any area, then, you know, why restrict yourself? So, and again, I think that's uh, an important part within any uh, law firm's planning in terms of growth uh, to make sure that they know where other markets are. And you, you no longer need to have an office in, in a jurisdiction or, or in an area to practice law. You, you, you can you can do it virtually. And I think, um, you know, that the right technology, of course, supports that. As you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of background noise that inevitably arises from competitors in this particular market. It's normally a sign that you're doing something well. Does it frustrate you? Is it just the warp and weft of marketing? 
I think we find it as a compliment, to be honest with you, Christina. You know, I think we probably introduce and uh, sell our software better than anyone else. But really, the line I would say on that is uh, we let our software do the talking. Thank you. I actually think that's a really excellent point at which to finish today's conversation. So my thanks to you, John, for being here and to everyone listening. If you do have any questions about the things we've talked about today, then please contact us on digitalsolicitor at leap.co.uk. So until we meet again, stay safe and stay positive.